Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. We're AV part two. Mel's having a little heart attack over there. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I just got so excited about AV part two. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a juicy topic. It is. If you haven't listened to part one, we urge you to go back to last week's and check out the beginning of this podcast. And coming up now is part two of audiovisual. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the bat signal. I noticed you didn't rewrite that. Do you like that? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love like all of it. You know how that came about? Because she asked me what a gobo was and I tried to explain it to her. She's like, like the bat signal. I was like, mm, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like You're listening to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. Bring it on! Screen content production is one of the most important things. So you can have a 40 metre screen in your room, but if you don't custom make content for it, professionally you really you won't get the full effect you can tell yep absolutely and this is the point where you need to have a massive amount of focus on the quality of what you're putting on those screens if you've got a low res logo Ugh. don't use it honey don't you're hurting my soldiers talking about oh, low res logos it is so bad when you see this fuzzy brand put up there and you're just saying oh you just i don't i can't and even look <laughs> i can't you, even if for whatever reason, you're constrained by budget for a graphic designer. Just please, please hold down the shift key when you resize oh. an image. Good God. Yes. If you don't hold it down, it doesn't maintain its proportions and then you get skewed images. Didn't know that. There you mm. go. Fun fact. Yeah. That's how most logos get warped. Yes, exactly. So screen content, you can get the AV company to do. Uh, obviously, to add to your quote, it will be an extra expense. If you have a graphic designer in-house, you can create the content yourself. I wouldn't recommend doing it yourself if you've got really huge screens in the room. And, and if you can only use Microsoft Paint. Yes. <laughs> um, but if you if it's the built-in 16.9 screens, which are a fairly standard shape, and you're doing a PowerPoint or something, you probably could get away with doing it yourself. But again, if you've got the budget, it makes an event so much more professional. Adds so much more it. value if you can get a professional graphic person yeah. to and do it. And it's one of the things that every single person in the room will notice because they're looking at the screens for content and information. It's a really key indicator of an event that's not so professional. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even if your event is quite, you know, if you've got really good content, that's one of the things that will really let you down and people go, it's not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, these screens are the perfect opportunity for you to do branding. So don't think about just logos, but you can put up videos, you can um, do your sponsor loops, which is basically all of your sponsor logos on a loop and they go through the screen. So you can showcase all of those. Um, Any other key messages that you want to get out? Because I've had an event where they just put up a holding screen on two screens. It's a wasted opportunity. I know, for the whole event. You can also, for example, we usually do print hard copy lectern cards to have branding in the photos when they're taking photos of the speaker. One year we did a rebrand of the logo and therefore couldn't, we had, we needed two at some point. So you can get lecterns with LCD screens stuck to the front of them. Yeah. And they're brilliant. Yeah. And then you can transition do some creative <laughs> transition when they say, da, 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 let's reveal the logo. And it kind of did its little spinny thing and, you know, turned into the new 
it's so effective for a reveal or even your key messages if you want it to kind of cycle through or change. Yeah, you can change it throughout the whole night. Mm. It's really good. Or it just your guest speakers. Yeah. So you've got your guest speakers on the lectern. The one thing is it doesn't show up that well in photos because mm. it was all kind of a white LED. You know when you take a photo of a screen, yeah. it's got a, those weird lines on it. Great for the guests though. Yeah, absolutely. So our final bit of um, kit for AV is team comms. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about sort of crew talkback radio headsets. I'm not allowed to use them on event days. Crystal talks too much. Yeah. <laughs> she she clogs up the feed. Yeah, I just <laughs> chit-chat on the radio. <laughs> but you'll often see at big production events someone at the sound desk calling the show, which we haven't talked about yet, but is someone who knows the run sheet inside and out and will call the transitions on the screen, will make sure that the entertainment is side of stage, they'll make sure that the raffle bucket or yeah. whatever gift they're giving is ready to go. So that person who's calling the show will sit at the sound desk at the back of the room and generally they'll need crew talkback um, headsets to talk to whoever's getting the entertainment side of stage yeah, so for big budget events, the audiovisual team will bring a set of radio comms for you and they'll be all mic'd up within their team and then there'll be one or two key people from the event planning side that will talk to the AV desk. Mm-hmm. When you've got a low, uh, lower budget event, you can use an app such as Voxer, um, which is basically a radio walkie-talkie um, app. So everyone just whacks it on their phone and you can go in and out like you're using radio comms, but you can just use your phone. It's a good tip. It's actually really, really hard when you're not the one wearing the headset and you're trying to talk to the person mm. wearing it and their eyes kind of glaze over and you can tell that <laughs> someone else is the other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always interesting. Yeah. Um, but if you are wearing a radio mic, remember that they're quite heavy. So oh, yes. you cannot, it's very hard to clip them to a ball gown so if that's dragging your wearing. dress down. Mm. Yeah. So I used to clip them to my clipboard. Yeah, same. Mm. I'm not going to have a radio. I'm going to resolve this issue soon. Yeah. I'm coming up with a piece of merch. Surely technology has come further than that heavy kit. Also, is it heavy because of the battery, maybe? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the receiver is probably in there as well. I, I wouldn't know. No one ever issues me when I'm going on an event day. <laughs> It's because you're too chatty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Not only event I work on, we have 50 million radios as well, but they're to talk to truck drivers. Yeah. Right. Um, So let's uh, roll into the factors to consider when designing your AV and staging story. What's sort of the first thing we should be thinking about when designing it? Budget. Well, I was going to say, I actually think you should consider the purpose of the event first but definitely budget is always going to be <laughs> the major consideration. It's kind of both because depending on the purpose, save your purpose is fundraising. Mm-hmm. It kind of starts to sort of tip away from the budget of the AV because you're like the more you spend on AV, yes, the event will look better, but you're cutting into what you're getting back for the event. Yeah, yeah. it's a tricky one. It is yeah. a tricky one. The fundraising. Or I suppose it's just redirecting the budget based on the purpose of the event to the particular AV things that are needed. As long as you've got really good sound, everybody in the room can hear you and everyone can see you, mm. then you're winning. Yes. If you've got that's, those, you're off to a good start. definitely where you should start. Make sure all of those bases are covered before you start adding projection, mapping, and all those Go-bos. extra fancy things that we've discussed. Mm. The theme, or sorry, the style of the event will actually make a difference as well. So, for example, at a seated event, on the round table, somebody is always going to have their back to the stage. So that's where considering things like side screens or back of the room screens is really important as well. If your budget allows, yeah. If your budget allows, of course. Yeah. Or try to do open seating. 
Yes. If it, if it doesn't. So if you've got more space than budget and you've got the spare space, then you can do cabaret seating, which means that the two or three or four chairs with their back to the stage circle. aren't seated. They're left open. Yep. All right. So let's talk quickly about you've spoken to your AV supplier and you've got your quote back. Now what do you do? Try to decipher it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's one of the problems when you get an AV, AV quote is that it's jargony. written in gobbledygook. You yeah. probably won't understand most of the things because they use the technical equipment names in the list and you think, okay, this is where I'm going to call up my guy and say, help, what does this mean? Things. And some of it, a lot of it actually is stuff you haven't even asked for or won't see. So it's a rigging in the roof. It's I was going to say, cables. they break it down all the way to like all the little... Uh, HDMI doobie what's that go on the back of the thing <laughs> yeah yep so it's a good idea to just get your quote sit down with them and get them to talk talk you through it and if and you're it, working with a good supplier they're more than happy to explain it to absolutely. you absolutely so generally your quote will be two sections and under each section there'll probably be quite a few light items it's either equipment or labor mm-hmm. so we've covered quite a bit of equipment hopefully that sheds some light on your av quote Labor is another big one because rightly so, you get charged from when they come and set up to when they start packing everything down and also if you've got to take on duty. So another thing that's really important in the equipment, if you're you're going to have a video as well as PowerPoint slides or holding slides, is a vision switcher. Crystal, what is a vision switcher? I cannot stress this enough. If your budget allows for it, please, 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 please get a vision switcher. Mm-hmm. Basically, this allows you to seamlessly um, transition or switch quickly between the video that you're playing to the PowerPoint or the holding slide that you need to go straight back to. Even if you think you can quickly yourself tab alt to a different screen, it will never look as seamless as having a vision switcher. And the other bonus of having this bit of tech in your AV equipment list is it allows you, in case of catastrophe, they can go straight to a holding slide and your audience won't know the difference, but you could be fixing things in the background. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a real life changer. It is. It used to be that you needed an AV company or you needed two computers in order to seamlessly do this. Now um, some of the tech, the Macs that we use, the Mac laptops that we use, you can just press a button and switch between screens on the magic keyboard. Mm -hmm. So it's not as – it's more readily available for people who are DIYing. Yeah, if you don't have um, an AV company, you can do it on a Mac. And speaking of that, this is a really good tip. If you are creating content on a Mac and you're using an audiovisual company, make sure that they have all of the adapters or they use Macs. Hmm. Because when you get there and you've created everything on a Mac and then they put it on Windows PC, it doesn't work. They don't speak to each other. The fonts don't come Mm. out. Even like if you've PDF'd it, it's, it's better. But that means that you can't alter anything on the fly. So you've really got to have that conversation with your audiovisual company. What equipment are you going to use on site? And even if they say we've got a projector that connects to a Mac, that it's not always the case. Like you'll get your Mac there and the projector does not talk to a Mac. So Computers I, are computers. Sometimes they just poo themselves on the day. I don't know how you can get around that. No. <laughs> you can't. The other piece um, is just having that conversation, making sure that they can communicate with your equipment. The other piece of equipment that we haven't discussed is a show laptop. And I know that you think you've got a laptop, you can take it with you. Show laptops are so good sometimes because they're completely clean. So they're not 
bogged down by antivirus. They don't have emails popping up on the bottom of them. They don't shut down midway through your (laughs) presentation to do an update. (laughs) So that I really like the security of a show laptop feeling that it's got nothing on it. it. It will just run your presentation throughout the event and that's it. Yeah, there's nothing more amateur than when you're at an event and you see pop up some yeah. personal email. And yeah. You're like, oh my god. Gynecologist yeah. appointment, fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> awesome. So another really great thing about using an AV company is they can provide you all of your music. So if you think, oh, I really don't know, this is the mood I want, you can say to them, have you got a playlist? They'll probably use Spotify just like you would, but (laughs) have you got a playlist for this kind of vibe? And they'll put that on as background music. They'll also probably have a list of stings, which is when you have a presenter walking to stage you play a little bit of funky music and it can be anything it could be the latest hottest number one hit depends on the mood of the event yeah it could be a footy theme song if they're a massive Geelong uh, supporter could be eye of the tiger yeah could be hawaii wipeout if they're wearing a hawaiian shirt so you just gotta (laughs) you just gotta match it to the person coming on stage It, it is a game changer it really is stings are very very powerful for setting the mood and making people laugh So Mel, what are some of the things we should be keeping in mind when managing the AV for an event? Definitely always, always do a sound check before guests arrive. I cannot stress this enough. Things like, you know, they haven't looked at the screen content and the the Mac hasn't translated properly. The microphone's feeding back or it's too quiet or it's too loud. Running through videos, I always like to make sure that any videos I'm playing run through one whole time. Yeah, because sometimes they freeze halfway for no reason. Yes, and if you've just played the first 30 seconds... That's a disaster waiting to happen. And please never do it live from the internet. Oh, no. no. Download oh God, to no. clean show yes. laptop. Yes. You need to have, you're gonna have buffering the original file. That is one of the biggest things you notice like for amateur AV. Yeah, they're like, oh, we'll just play it from YouTube. No. The other thing that we always like to remember, don't forget to book stairs for the stage. And this sounds obvious for a big event. They'll probably throw them in. But for a small event where they're bumping in just a stage and some speakers – They may only have one set of stairs. Guests are going to want, speakers I should say, are going to want to get on in the centre, on the left, on the right. We like to have three. If you're presenting (laughs) awards, it's a nightmare. We always just think, I think it's better to have too many sets of stairs than Mm. someone just box jumping off the stage. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like $20 each or something. Just add them. All right. So we've talked a bit about AV and what you can do to enhance your event. But let's, let's get creative. Let's talk about some of this um, creative AV or staging weaves in. Weaves in? Weaves in <laughs> in our travels or just Googling things. One of my favourites that I saw last year was the Olympics opening ceremony in Brisbane. They did projection mapping. I'm obsessed with projection yeah, mapping. Do you work for Projection Mapping Australia? <laughs> Hello. It was amazing. Did you see it? They had this massive arena. Sports. <laughs> um and they had sand over the whole arena and they projected all these different images onto sand. But the way it began was they had um, the world and they – or did they start with – I can't remember. They started small and then went out and out and out into the world and then space or they started big and they went down and drilled down to Brisbane. <laughs> I can't remember which <laughs> way it went, but whatever way it went, it was projection that just took you on this journey and – and then it would change to the ocean and then it would change to swirling winds and oh, it was just incredible. It's hard to describe it actually on a podcast, but it was amazing. And then Christine Anu came out and sang and I just cried. <laughs> She's so cool. 
One really cool stage I've seen in recent times is the Kanye West St. Pablo tour. Oh. Um, so basically he had this concept. He's all about um, equalising for the man. Um, he had this concept about not having uh, like different tiers of seating for his concert. He wanted everyone to have the same experience. So mm-hmm. he came up with a floating stage. So if you Google photos of it, we'll post some. Um, basically Kanye starts the show on an, what looks like a normal stage. Halfway through it floats up with him on it and floats across the audience. Wow. So basically everyone at one point has a front row seat. Mm-hmm. Amazing. How cool is that? So cool. JT did that. Did I you just, go to JT? Yes, I did. Yeah, so Justin Timberlake, he had a stage that was built at the front and then yeah. suddenly it rose up and then moved across overhead the crowd. Mm-hmm. So similar the to what, yeah. Yeah. Similar um, to what you're talking about. And if you watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians like I do, uh, Kanye explains, you know, Kim actually explains, it was really hard to get off the ground in terms of getting approvals because of the risk mm. of a floating stage. I can imagine. Because yeah. it's got no barriers. I and can it's see also the like, yeah, hanging and... I personally get a lot of inspiration from uh, for production for events from concerts. Mm. I think they are the ones with the budget. They're usually doing the most spectacular things. This is I'm not really a Taylor Swift fan, but I did end up getting tickets to her show at Optus Stadium recently, and the production value for that was really impressive. You are such a Swifty. I I, I like, like old, I like that you say you don't like her. You definitely. Do. I like oh, old yeah. school Swifty. I like country guitar Swifty. Yeah, I don't like I like, like Romeo. Romeo. Yes. That's the, that's her first song. That's love, old love story. Yeah, I like it. I don't like emo Swifty. I don't like. I'm trying to be sexy Swifty. <laughs> anyway, the production for her show was amazing. I've been to about five Pink concerts because her production value and her you know acrobatics, everything she does, her pro- her performance is amazing. I've yeah. even seen. I think Britney Spears came to Perth like a million years ago for her circus tour, and that was really good. It was similar to like I imagine what Pink would do, mm. where they had like actual circus yeah. ring in the middle, and it was like full themed and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, like Pink, you'll lose her for a while and the stage will open up and she'll come out. Once she came out hanging... On the silks? On a silk, but she'd been in a bucket of water. So she just like sprayed everybody. (laughs) I'm going to rattle off a few event fails that I um, was thinking about when we were prepping for this show. So one, if you're using smoke alarms... I mean, sorry, if you're using smoke smoke machines, if you're using smoke machines or hazers, turn off the fire alarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a good sign when the fire brigade rocks up, although quite sexy. Mm. Um, if you're using <laughs> neon signs, it's not a good place to put it at the like within your photo booth or yes, your photo. Yes, you can't see it. Yeah, uh, you can either see the person or you can see the sign. So either the sign is super bright and the person's dark, or the other way around. Um, always think do I actually need a microphone there's times where you set up a mic and it can sound quite muffled in a certain room so I did this in a cinema recently we set up a microphone in a premiere of a show that we were showing and it was really muffled and then we took the mic away and it was actually she was way louder. better <laughs> it was really easy to hear because it was a soundproof room yeah. so it was really easy for her to project her voice so think do I actually need one and test it obviously um Always check if you're going to play videos and you've done your vid- audio-visual list that you actually do have audio if there's audio in your videos. <laughs> uh, this is definitely something that you need to talk to your AV company about. I've been caught out once. I was on the road. I was in um, a country town and I used an AV company that I hadn't used before and sent them all the content. It had a video with audio in it and they just didn't put two and two together. So luckily I had a band that 
could it was Darren Reed in the Soul City Groove and he's amazing. He's like, that's all right, I'll hook up your audio to to what what's needed. But it was all done on the fly and it was very stressful. So remember that one. That's a trap for young players for sure. I was going to say, a lot of event fails related. Definitely. Yeah. Because if you've done your job right, there shouldn't be too many other things that can go wrong except technology. Mm. Yeah. So testing, 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 always testing, which I think you mentioned, Mel. Mm -hmm. Do it with plenty of time. Do it first thing in the morning if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys got any other fails? I think we've covered a few. Like Crystal said, if something's going to go wrong, it's usually the AV at an event, to be honest. But you've covered off the main ones, I think. Yeah. There'll be more. We'll bring you more one day. (laughs) There will be more. (laughs) Event fails 2.0 coming at you. (laughs) Nice. So what are our top tips? Take the time to plan your AV and staging options. Include AV and staging brainstorming in your mood board phase of event planning. Perfect. Number two, audit your AV quote and don't be afraid to ask questions. That's the only way you're going to understand what's on the quote and what you need and what you don't need. Yep. Three, always consider the budget, the purpose and the style of your event. Tip four, thinking carefully about AV can assist your brand awareness at the event. And tip five, don't scrimp on substandard AV. It will likely destroy the professionalism of your event. Awesome. Cool. Where at? That was a big topic, but we got there. That was it. meaty. That was meaty. <laughs> but it's such an important part of events. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.